0: I can see you out there, Kellen. I've talked to like 19 basketball people in three hours. Arizona Sports. Our son's mega mind, Kellen Olsen, joining Wolf and Luke to talk about the Phoenix Suns now. All right, Kellen Olsen is here. All our guests have their own intros now. Isn't this? I like this. This is a little menace it right to a here. killer. Uh, KO, how are you doing this week? First word I
1: always think of with me: menace. I'm very <laughs> menacing. I <laughs> think everyone to see you. That's a menacing guy. The, I see the, walking down the street.
0: You right are now. you are one of the best dudes ever, man. Thank How's you. How's it going? Coming? Are, are you are you fired up right now? Do you love December? The holiday season is upon us. Merry Christmas. Are you ready?
1: I feel hungover. I don't drink, okay. but I, I assume <laughs> this feels like what I this, being hungover <laughs> is. Yeah, that was a lot last night. That was a lot.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, Well, the good news for all of us is the replay is about to start on one of the TVs in here, so we can watch the first half. Obviously, the game wasn't decided in the first half. Oh, wait. Yeah, it was. Um, Kellen, before we get into the game last night, I've been wanting to ask you this for a couple days. Specifically, the Mavericks, have they figured something out with the Suns? Because those games look so different than any other games the Suns play last night, notwithstanding. Because last night just felt like they couldn't hit a shot, and Boston's really good.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, I wrote it in the recap on Monday on ArizonaSports.com that Luca has a way of kind of scrambling their brains defensively. The The stuff with the shooter in the weak side corner just kept happening over and over again. It happened for Booker a couple of times, in fact, where Tim Hardaway Jr., Jordan Finney-Smith, they were just sitting there with an acre of space. I think we saw that in the playoff series last year where it felt like there was too much space way too much space inside and then we would go to the next game and now there's way too much space outside like on the shooters and they just couldn't figure out the way to best divide and conquer what Luka does as a scorer as a playmaker and as as a driver like dividing those up like 30 30 40 and kind of just taking your losses where you can and trying to maximize the impact you could do defensively elsewhere but I think specifically with him they just Look, he's, he, there is no good way to defend him for any team, but the Suns specifically really struggle within what they do in their schemes. They really struggle against him specifically more than... I think he, he's been the toughest cover for them over anyone else in the league since Monty got here.
0: So what did you see last night about um, the game, and where does your mind go when you think of the game?
1: Yeah, it it was hard not to. I was in the same seat for Game 7 against Dallas, and just the back-to-back blowouts, especially with the blowout, and and blowout even feels like a light word for what happened. Like, they were embarrassed last night. They were embarrassed in Dallas, I think. To be honest, yes, this was against Boston. It was this huge marquee matchup, best in the East, best versus the West on ESPN, bigger stage. But Dallas was, Monday was more embarrassing probably just because of the residual emotional effects that were there. Like it didn't just, they didn't snap their fingers and get over it after the season opener by any means. They were going back to Dallas where since last time they were there, they got smoked in game six. So it was hard not to feel the similarities there and it just really, Felt similar in in a lot of different ways, but I I think it's the game just spiraled really quickly, but the surprising part was I I think the Suns missed nine of their first ten shots that were outside the paint. A couple of them were good looks, and then they just let it get to them, and they never let missed shots or turnovers or blown assignments here and there get to them, but it Hmm. got to them. I talk ad nauseum about how Devin Booker plays in rhythm, plays in flow, never forces it. That's what opposing coaches, Monty himself, always say about him. One of the first things they say is he always plays within the rhythm of the offense. He got out of it last night. I rarely ever see him play like that over the hundreds of games I've seen him play. And then it was interesting to see kind of the reactions come in and listening to your guys' show, listening to Bickley and Murata this morning, and then going to listen to Burns and Gamble after this and just how... These two losses have kind of opened the floodgates and allowed everyone an opportunity to voice what have been their biggest concerns about the team as a whole. To me, it's just two horrible games that they played. Mm-hmm. And look, did they lose that game because they don't have another score? Did they lose that game because of the way DeAndre Ayton was playing without force? Did they lose that game because of the way Devin Booker couldn't find his rhythm? Did they lose that game because Devin Booker didn't have any help? Like, sure. All of that is parts of it. But at the same time, everyone has kind of been voicing their own concerns about the team as a whole. And it just kind of speaks to how where we're at with the team, despite them being 16 and 9, that there are concerns about the team that haven't really gone away in this was like they rolled out we they rolled out the red carpet for everyone to really examine this team where they're at 25 games in and look at some of the concerns.
0: Yeah, I was talking to Kellen Olson because I will say for me, you know, I kind of thought they had put the end of last season behind them until this week and and just because these two games, especially the one on Monday, looked so much like the end of last season. It's kind of what you just said right there where they don't let missed shots get to them and yet now what is that? 4 of their last 27 games, if you want to go back to last year, They've missed some shots, and they look like they're just like, all right, I guess we'll get them tomorrow. Did something change? Or I guess maybe the more important question in your mind, Kellen, does anything need to change going forward other than don't fall behind by 45?
1: Yeah, they can't flush it. Uh, That's what Devin Booker kind of said, we just got to flush this one. But at the same time, when he said that, he also later remarked, we got to look ourselves in the mirror so that that's not flushing it. That's kind of two opposite mindsets. But you, got, you, I wrote last night you have to do both. You have to flush it, but at the same time have self-reflection and realize that that kind of thing can't happen again. And look, if a stage like that, and especially with the way everyone is talking, like, you can imagine how the league is talking about this team right now with how we're talking about them. Just imagine behind closed doors, executives, coaches, players, how they're talking about the Suns. Like, I I had one of the quotes from my story uh, retweeted by Matt Moore, who does an excellent job covering the league nationally, and it was the Chris Paul quote where he said, the Celtics reminded uh, me a lot of us last year, just how hungry they are after a finals loss, well-oiled machine, and a bunch of Celtics fans re- fans replied and said, like, don't compare us to those frauds. Oh, and, and that's, wow that's how they are Twitter. viewed in a lot of different circles now some random Celtics fan is different than the GM of the Raptors for example but i'm saying they've got this reputation right now and it's just it's just on them to to correct it because everything smelled pretty good 2 games ago like it smelled pretty fine but no matter how much they showered and tried to get that stink off from Game 7, it wasn't going to go away. And now we're all just kind of smelling it again, I guess. To, and my weird metaphor there about body odor yeah, somehow you know, makes sense. I, I love
0: it, though, Killer. I really do right Thanks. there. On that note, what do you think James Jones smells? What do you think he thinks I think when the same, he watches I think
1: the this? same thing. You guys think bo- It's
0: not just the last two games, Correct. right?
1: No, he's he's not going to overreact to two games. If they do a trade today or tomorrow, it's not going to be because these two right. are already going to happen. Right. It's yeah. just going to be because the timing worked out, or if we see one in a week, let's say they lose five in a row. It's not going to be because of that. It's going to be because the trade worked out at this time. I think that the front office, and James specifically, have always been aware of what needed to be fixed on the roster and, and what they needed to add I don't think they're completely naive to it, but it's just the execution and the urgency doesn't align, I guess, if that makes sense. I think that rightfully so, a lot of the fan base is like, why aren't we doing anything? Why are we sitting here after last offseason? Why didn't we do anything? Why didn't we add another scorer, another ball handler, another threat, another shooter, things like that? And and they're just patient. He's just a really patient guy. And I asked him about it when he was available uh, last week after, um, his, his promotion to president of basketball operations. And he just kind of echoed the same thing where it's just like, you gotta view it as a, as a whole thing. You can't just view it in these tiny little blocks. And you can't just let like moments yeah. allow you to overreact. And he's just a calm, level headed guy. And it, it's clearly rubs some of the fan base the wrong way because every time I look at my mentions, it's someone getting fired. It's him, it's Monty, it's Devin oh, Booker. Are really someone. there? We're really getting Oh, there. yeah. Oh, the we're Lord there. Sons. Yeah, we're there. Oh my All right.
0: right. Okay.
1: Not uh, not the overwhelming majority I'm saying, but just some people are finding themselves there and I guess I have a Large enough audience now where I welcome anyone to have those kinds of <laughs> takes. Unfortunately
0: for me, but well, that's good. You get a cross section of the. Fan yeah, I mean
1: base. he's he's remaining patient. They'll get it if they don't. They're gonna they're gonna trade Jay Crowder. They're gonna make a move that moves the needle. But I think the question, Wolf, is how substantially moves the needle. And after this week, you're hoping it moves it quite a bit.
0: Kellen, great stuff as always, man. Look for sure. Kellen's stuff on uh, ArizonaSports.com, of course. Thank you, man. Thanks, guys.